Hello everybody and welcome to the Australian Seller Podcast. My name is Chris Thomas and I'll be your host and this is the show where we talk about all things Amazon and e-commerce, whether it be private label, wholesale, dropshipping and how you can generate a recurring income either on the side or as a full-time gig. G'day, g'day everybody. It's been a while I know. Uh, first was the amazing Amazon Collective Mastermind that Regina and I held in Bali before I then promptly headed over to Italy for a holiday for a month with the family. And last week I was up in Sydney speaking at the Amazon Seller Summit, which was a heap of fun. The breakout room was completely packed, so a big thanks to Amazon Australia for the invitation there. Um, I'm also speaking in early October at the Ecom India Summit in Delhi. Uh, That's in India, obviously, and I'll be helping out for a few days afterwards as a coach on the India Sourcing Trip. So to learn more about that trip, just head over to the indiasourcingtrip.com to grab a ticket and join me and lots of other e-commerce sellers on the trip of a lifetime. Tell them I sent you. This week, I recap the Bali event with one of our VIP guests, Kirsty Verity, before chatting in depth about her journey, growing her Amazon business to over 5 million bucks a year, and now to her new venture, helping entrepreneurs with their personal development and their growth. Uh, It's an absolutely fascinating story. And Regina and I are actually looking to hold the next Amazon Collective Mastermind in Australia in March 2024. So stay tuned for more details around that. Now, don't forget to join my Facebook group. Head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash Facebook. And I'm still offering private coaching, so head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash Chris to book an hour session. And if you happen to own or work for a consumer products brand and need some help setting up or running your Amazon business, feel free to get in touch. I have an agency, amosphere.com.au. We're an official Amazon service provider. Anyway, let's get on with this week's show with Kirsty Verity. Back to another episode of the Australian Seller Podcast, and today I am delighted to welcome to the microphone Kirsty Verity, KV. How are you going? I'm good. How are you? How are you, Chris? Oh, nice God. to see you again. It's great to see you too. We had a great time in Bali together. Um, you were one of our VIP guests. You and Jean Francois, and uh, but uh, yeah, we we had an amazing time, and I was totally inspired uh, when you jumped up on stage and and spoke to us as a group. And I was just so thrilled that you agreed to come on the show today. So yeah. Thanks yeah. heaps for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. And yeah, it was it was an amazing event. It was kind of like a coming home for me because that's where I kind of started my entrepreneur journey in Bali when I moved there all those years ago, 10 years ago now, can't believe it, yep. um, you know, starting my Amazon business. And so it was really cool actually to come back um, as a speaker, you know, yes. as someone who's actually talking about this stuff. So yeah, it was a bit of a meta moment. <laughs> <laughs> It sure was. So uh, tell me, are you still selling on Amazon? I, I don't think I've asked you. No, no. Well, I've got one product left on Amazon, but that's about it now. Okay. And yeah, we're about to sell that one off. So right. um, no, I kind of went through a bit of a journey, you know, which which, which I talked about in Bali where yeah. um, I just really wanted to do something different. And mm. um, I think for me, one thing I really learned for myself was that, I didn't have to do something for the rest of my life, right? <laughs> okay. Which I, I did have that kind of, I guess that mindset a little bit. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm in this now. I have to keep going with it. I have to keep doing it, mm-hmm. even though it, it wasn't really lighting me up anymore, especially yeah. even when I was doing the Amazon coaching stuff as well. So yeah, I mean, obviously we can have a little ch- bit of chat about that. But um, uh, yeah, recently just um, exited Amazon and also exited my Amazon specific coaching mm. business which I'd been doing for the last six years six seven years yeah yeah because yeah. JF is also your husband is is selling on Amazon too and he yeah. he was fantastic having him along for the ride as well in Bali because uh you know obviously all of us were pretty much sharing all of the brands and the things that we do on Amazon and his business yeah. is just lighting things up isn't it I mean it's really going well so it was yeah. fantastic yeah. to to get his insights as well yeah no exactly and um you know, I think he's a really good example as well of growing a brand yeah, on Amazon, right? That's right. And so not just thinking that you just need to sell product, right? It's like, well, how, how do I actually use the channel as a really good starting point and mm. generate cash flow? And then how do I actually build this into not just other sales channels, but also into the hearts and minds of customers and consumers? Yeah. That's right. So brilliant. Talk to you. What were you doing before the whole Amazon thing? Yeah, so I was in marketing, yeah, Yeah. and I lived in Australia for a long time. That was going to be, you know, Australia's um, 
always my home. Mm-hmm. And well, I'm originally from England, but I always wanted to move to Australia because I watched Neighbours, you know, growing up and <laughs> home and away. <laughs> and I just love watching the kids go to school in their little uniforms in the summer. I'm like, oh my God, it's so freaking freezing here. Like, how yeah. do I get that? Yeah. And so um, I always had this dream to go back there as well, to go there. And then I went as soon as I left uni, came back, got a job, and then... Um, I was like, I've got to get back. I've got to get back. And I wanted to get mm. back before the working visa kind of ran out. So I did that just before I was 30. Mm. And yeah, I was that was going to be my home. And so I actually worked for GlaxoSmithKline in Australia. Yeah, I massive. worked on like Panadol mm. and um, uh, Centodyne and McLean's toothpaste and also Ribena. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, LucasAid and all of those types of brands. Yeah. So um, I did that for like 10 years. And it was it was great until, you know, I started to go up the ladder, as it mm. were. And the more I went up, the less fun it got, right? And so I ended up kind of like with lots of different objectives from the global team, from my team, from Asia Pacific, yeah. and trying to crunch all those things together and then trying to get my team who worked with me to do those things. And then there was just massive clashes. And I was like, this is just no fun, right? And I was like... <laughs> I, I'm not yeah. going to do this for the rest of my life. I'm, no. I had one of those Ally McBeal moments, you know, I don't remember that show and she always used to have I like do. these, yeah, visions. And I just saw myself pirouetting around this boardroom table and just going, I don't <laughs> want to do this anymore. <laughs> so I was just like, what the hell? I need to do something different. Yeah. So yeah. And then I just started to look for different stuff and mm. You know, some of some. I, I guess a lot of your listeners are going to be from Australia, so some of you might yep. know. Um, there was this like kind of almost a seminar speaking circuit back in the day. Might still be happening, where you get a bunch of people and they come and they for ninety minutes. You know, they kind of a bit like the old the now webinars, I guess, where they tell you exactly how they made their money and then they've got a course to sell at the end of it. And yeah. it's always, you know, go to the back of the room. Well, I was always the one going to the back of the room buying all these freaking courses. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, I was such a sucker. So I bought, but they all helped me in some way, right? So okay. I bought one about renovate, renovating houses. Okay. But I didn't really have any money to buy a house to renovate. So it was mm. kind of a bit of an odd thing. Mm. I did one about share trading. Okay. But I just really didn't, it wasn't really in my mindset, right? No. And then I got one on how to sell on eBay, which made a lot more sense. I mean, it was a lot, you know, closer to what I was doing. So I did that for a while, actually. And then yeah. um, I was like, but this isn't really going to give me this this kind of like freedom that I wanted because, mm. you know, you had to send it to warehouses within Australia and it was all that to manage. And that was a bit of a pain in the ass. Yeah. So then I decided to look at stuff online mm-hmm. and I set up like, all these websites and it was just when that panda thing happened right i don't know oh, i do yes well yeah. i used to be an seo so panda was right. a google update yeah it was a significant yeah. update yep yeah. that, that so knocked a I lot just, of a lot of websites out yeah yeah exactly yeah. so i just bought this course on how to do all these websites you know with all this spin content and all that marking yeah. mm-hmm. didn't really know what it was but um and so then i was like wow okay well that kind of stuffs that one up. Yeah. Um, but one of the websites started to really almost like take off, right? And I, because I'd built a Facebook uh, community to go with it and it was yeah. called Mark of Muscle. What what year was this? What, what sort of time frame we're looking yeah, at? It would have been around 2011, 2012. Okay. That's quite early. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And then, um, yeah, I, this, and I, I joined Business Blueprint with Dale Beaumont. Who, oh, yes. You guys I do. Know. I went to one of his seminars a couple of years ago with a friend of mine. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Was, well, he's I awesome. Yeah, he's, he's really good. And I, mm. I didn't have a business, but I thought, well, maybe this is going to help me get a business, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so I joined that. Yeah. And then what that did help me to do is there was a couple of really great speakers there. And they were talking about, you know, the focus on one thing. And and, and I was like, yeah, that mm. makes sense. And then ju- actually at that workshop, um, m- one of the websites started to take off, which was Master of Muscle. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to just focus in on this specific brand and then literally a couple of weeks later asm1 dropped into my inbox that's the amazing selling machine yeah amazing for anybody that's not sure yeah yep and i was like all right this is it this has got everything like this is kind of like solving all the problems of all the other things um because really for me my goal was not necessarily to make a million bucks right Mm -hmm. i mean obviously that would have been awesome but 
it was really to just get enough money to sustain me as I would travel the world. And yeah. I just read the four hour work week, you know, it was yes, all the rage. Tim Ferriss. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I want that. That's that lifestyle that I want. Yep. So when that dropped in, everything just kind of was one of those la aha moments. <laughs> and I'm like, yep. this is it. And so I actually went to see my HR director and we were really close and she kind of knew that I was, you know, looking for something different. And uh, she was saying, well, you know, we're going to look to try and promote you into Singapore. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Not that I I mean, I love Singapore, but I was like, it's just another job. Right. And I was like, look, why are you doing that? They said, well, we want to, you know, put these three roles together Mm -hmm. um, into two. And I was like, I'll put my hand up and I'll just go. Oh, uh, yeah. Good. As in, okay. I'll just take. Can you going to give me a payout? And they were like, "Well, yeah, if you, you know." So I was like, Abs- "Yeah, freaking lootly, I'm going." Right? right. So I was like, I got a year's pay, and wow. I'd been there ten years, so I got you know the three months. Um, yeah, long servicey stuff. Long was that what it is, or whatever it is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I got that as well, and I'm like, yeah. "Happy freaking days!" <laughs> so I was like, literally, I finished work on the Friday, and on the Monday, I was on a plane. Um, I went to the UK, went to visit my mum and dad. Yes. And um, and then I went straight to Bali after that. And I was like, right, I'm going to set up the business. And I just spent like about six to seven weeks, six to eight weeks, you know, going through the course and like doing the thing. And yes, um, I didn't even see the pro- my first product. I was like, just ship Whatever, it straight. I don't know where I'm going to yeah. be. I was like, send me a picture. Oh, yeah, that looks good. <laughs> Off you go. And um, yeah. I decided to really focus on, because I was into CrossFit at the time, and from my background, I was like, you know, I just went in there with this mindset of I'm going to build a brand. I'm not going to mess about with, you know, try and get mm. focused. And so I did. I just focused on one area, and I did all my product research in that area. Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted something light. I wanted something inexpensive. Yeah. Um, and you know, I wanted a really good profit margin. And so I, that's kind of what I took Yeah. because I've worked with China a lot and different suppliers and stuff with my work. I mean, obviously. So yeah, you were, you were all geared up to go. Yeah. This is yeah. Perfect. I didn't have any qualms about it. You know what I mean? Because I just yeah. thought it's, gonna, yeah, it's just gonna be the same process. Mm. So I kind of did that, built the brand, well, built the brand. I did mm. got it all, you know, got my logo done and everything <clears> and <throat> off I went and you know, it was in those days, it was really just trying to figure out what was going to work because mm. the training was really about SEO. It wasn't really about, there was no PPC. No, there's no <laughs> advertising on Amazon at that point. You didn't have any of yeah, it. So, exactly. and we didn't have Jungle Scout or Helium 10 or any of those tools or anything like that. No, it was no, all, it was looking at the BSR. It was looking at the BSR at the top level category. I remember it very clearly back then. Yeah. That was the only way that you could tell as best you could whether something was selling or not. Yeah. Yeah, so. totally. So, yeah, but it was fun. And so, I mean, obviously there's, there's pros and cons, right? I mean, I'm sure a lot of people starting now, they'll be like, yeah, but it was the wild west then you could do whatever you want. But then there's also that risk of, is this, is this really gonna like, no, there was no proof necessarily, right? It was just more like faith. So, um, so off I went and, uh, you know, it took a good few months to kind of like figure it out and, you know, doing really low price drops and actually how I figured it out or how mm. I figured out how to launch was really a big mistake. And I think you might have had a similar thing. I've got on one of those deal sites yes. and literally all my stock went in like a day mm. and I was like, oh shit, you know, <laughs> and it was all at 99 cents and yep. it was, you know, so it cost That's me a, a lot one. of money. Yeah. And, um, but you know, it took me about four weeks to get some more stock in. But when I got the stock in, um, my rank, I was bestseller. I had the bestseller badge. My ranking was like yeah, obviously right number one. Yeah. And it just went from there. And so I was like, oh, that's how you do it then. You've got to sell a <laughs> bunch of stuff. And so, yeah, you know, it just evolved from there, I guess, like doing what I was doing. Yeah. That that used yeah, that's amazing. Sorry. That's amazing. Um, yeah. yeah, that that strategy used to work, obviously, these days it well, it still kind of works, but you know, back in those days, you could run like a ninety-nine, you know, the, you know, like a ninety-nine percent off or something, yeah, and get those sales, you know, that velocity happening, which is all you really needed to to rank, right? So as long yeah. as you had all the keywords in your listing, that doesn't really work as well now, unless you no, I mean, more black hat. the yeah, the yeah, that doesn't work, no. So you, yeah, you can't. But do the that. the principle is the same, right? Yeah. It's like get velocity, um, get reviews, and that's yep. the other key thing for me. I 
just really then got focused on, well, because at the time, you know, people were saying, oh, do press releases and all this other stuff. And I was like thinking about that and going, well, that's just going to take freaking forever. It doesn't make any sense. Then Amazon PPC came into play and I was like, okay, what really makes sense to me is staying on Amazon. Everybody was talking about going off Amazon. I'm like, but I thought we were doing an Amazon specific business. business. Yeah. Right. And so I, I was like, if I just get focused on one thing that gets me a review and one thing that gets me a sale, yeah. what would those things be? And so the review part was really getting focused on customer service. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the, um, the sales part was getting, doing PPC. Right. Yeah. And just figuring that out. Yeah. And then the other part is I cre- also created a community on Facebook. I had two communities. I had one, um, I love fitness. <laughs> I love CrossFit. Yep. And uh, fit, fit over 40. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's and good. Yeah. Yeah. These people, fit over 40 guys, were just absolutely rabid. And so the CrossFit guys as well, because they absolutely loved what they did. And so I think what I did was is focus in on a direct target mm-hmm. as opposed to hey use this jump rope and get lose weight right yeah. it was it was the listing and everything the images everything was really targeted towards crossfit and so my reviews were also really good because you know they they knew what the, the product was about because it wasn't a normal jump rope it was like a wire that could yeah. actually hurt you if you didn't really know what you were doing with it so Oof, okay professional yeah yeah so it was kind of <laughs> like really you know focused in on on that and then I built the brand around around that basically and I think also with my background you know knowing um how to actually put a strategy together put a business plan together Mm. um budgeting return on investment um cash flow management all those things that I used to flow out don't they yeah 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 do you know my first interaction with Amazon was actually sorry I'm just going to jump in for a second I'm just trying to just remembered back to this is going back to like 2008 or something. It was some weird little advertising program that Amazon offered people that weren't actually selling on Amazon. And I was able to run listings on Amazon for my sleep masks. They're kind of ads that I had to pay for, but as but I wasn't actually using FBA and I wasn't actually, um, I don't know, it was really weird. Oh, yeah. But I, yeah, it was yeah. just some weird thing. And, and that was when I realized, this is way back in 2008, maybe 2009, that Amazon actually was quite a good seller. I was getting maybe, you know, it wasn't a lot, but it was probably around about four or five sales a day just off Amazon until I shut mm. that program down. And then when ASM1 came out mm. in 20, what was it, 2012, I think, maybe the end of 2012, yeah. early 2013, somewhere around there. Um, unfortunately, I wanted to get on that course, but I was right in the middle of um, gearing up for a massive Kickstarter project um, for a new version of my product. And so I just sort of you know I, I because I was watching Matt Clark and oh, what's the other guy uh, Jason Jason that's right yeah. I was watching them both just going this scene looks amazing I can't wait to get on Amazon um but I've got to get this other thing done first and so after ASM 1 came out and it was quite a success when ASM 2 came out I went nah nah it's probably all gone it's probably all the opportunities have been <laughs> <laughs> idiot anyway I did get on Amazon and it, and it did go well after that so Anyway, sorry, yeah. I kind of interrupted your whole Yeah, no, no, it's, it's good. No, because it's kind of interesting just to sort of see where people came in, right, and and yeah. the differences and how it – I mean, for me, what happened was it was like this what, – what was great to see and also crazy at the same time was this massive industry just like exploding mm. from this business model, yeah. right? So, you know, obviously all the softwares, all the, you know, the coaching, the um, – the you know the agencies you know BBC yeah. agencies all those different types of Freight things forwarding and- ag- aggregators you name it it's just a multi-billion dollar industry that's hanging off as an ecosystem around you know this this yeah. behemoth that is amazon.com.co.uk or whatever so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and it's, it's big. the fact it all happened in really 10 years I mean it was mm. just, that's I mean obviously people were selling before that but it was I think ASM really brought it yeah to a lot of the masses, I guess. Yep, yep. And then from there, there was like proliferations from there and then bigger, you know, there's also loads, but loads. I feel like within our ecosystem, it's like an ecosystem and we all know kind of each other, but yes. then there's other ecosystems that we've kind of heard of or some people we don't, we haven't even heard of and they've got their own ecosystem that, that goes on, right? It's crazy. <laughs> I know. But yeah, is. I think it's, it's, it's cool to see how that can 
explode so quickly and the opportunity that it creates for people like you and I that, you know, may have worked in a, you know, a corporate role or a job or whatever, that is, it, it allows people to have that freedom. Yeah, right? to, and, to get out of the rat race, I suppose, or out of the nine yeah. to five. And yeah, I mean, yeah. I just work my own hours now and I'm, I just could not possibly go back and work for someone else. I Definitely just, not. I, I'm just, yeah, it's impossible. Yeah. But, Totally. I, I would die. I would seriously just you can run up the the white flag and just go. I can't do it. But uh, <laughs> no, I just I love my life. I'm just so lucky. Um, anyway, talk to us about what you're doing now these days. So obviously the Amazon journey sounds like it was winding up. Um, what 2017, 18, 19, somewhere in there. Or what, where were no, what, and so what so basically what happened? Yeah, we so the brand I built the brand to around five million a year, which is great. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, the first. Wow. The first million in the first ten months, which. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. it really was like, are you having, seriously? Is this it? You know, yeah, like I didn't. Me. Yeah. Um, and I think it was the focus that really helped. You know, because what I did was I, I just basically said, right, this first product was at the time was doing thirty units a day, an average selling price of say twenty bucks mm. or twenty five dollars. If I just did that four times. Yeah. It's a million dollar business. Shit. Yep. All right. I'm just going to do that then. So yep. I just really focused in on that. And then it actually went, you know, oops, it went bigger than that. My <laughs> my other thing okay? was, yeah, yeah, it's just my elbow. Elbow just banged the desk in. Yeah. <clears throat> I actually took the first product and launched it into the UK. So rather than doing lots of different products, mm-hmm. my strategy was take one and put it in different marketplaces. And yep. so that actually helped with cost of goods and sales and mm. all that other malarkey as well. Yeah. So that was really good. Um, and so, yeah, in about two, three years, three years, we built it up to around 5 million. Then we had a massive issue because at that time, a lot of the dirty tricks were going on. So there was a, there was kind of like a trifecta of issues that I had. Ooh. One was um, actually the HMRC, Mm-hmm. contacted Amazon and we've been VAT registered from day one. Yes. Um, they contacted Amazon and said that we wanted to do an audit and they'd sent an email, but on, but to a different address, a different email address that we didn't, it wasn't, it was the wrong email address. Maybe there was a different letter in it or something. So we never got the, e- the email. And so what they did was they said they haven't responded in two weeks. Yep. So Amazon shut us down. Yeah. And that business was worth 2 million a year. And that so, was, oh my God. Yeah, that yeah. was 20, is it 2019? And it's still going, we're still not resolved. Oh, right? that, that, that issue is still going on. So you it's haven't had still, a chance to get an audit. No, they've done the audit, but they've come back and said, we owe an X, X amount of dollars. Yeah. And we're like, screw you, we're not, that is not true. And yeah. so we just keep going back and forth. So to so the point now where I'm like, well, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to pay you. So, yeah. so that kind of was that. And then also at the same time, two of our, three of our best sellers, were shut down for um, saying that they were uh, what's the word, what's the thingy product? You know when it's um, infringement on copyright or whatever. A trademark infringement or some trademark kind of IP infringement. infringement. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Which was not true, and um, we got two of them back, and one of them, the bestseller, um, it hardly ever. What, what happened with that? It was like five months going mm. through this process. Yeah. And. We had some guy that used to work at Amazon who was helping us um, figure it out and get some people on the inside. And they actually figured out that, and this is not to scare anyone because this was a while ago, right? I don't Mm. think this could happen now. Um, But that basically um, they had people on the inside and they were paying them off to not, to basically keep us in that, you know, that Amazon loop. That loop, yep. And we eventually got him back, but you know what it's like. The sales just never came back Never, no. in the same way. No. And, you know, it just kind of got to that point where it was like trying to revive a dead horse, basically. Right? Yeah, it is. It's not, and not, it's not easy. So it was like from that to then it, we were doing around a million a year, which is good. It was still good, right? Yeah, yeah. But for me, and this is, I guess, part of this, you know, of my mm. transition or my uh, transformation, I guess. Yes, yes. Expansion. Evolution. I just didn't have the same motivation for it. I just didn't have the same drive. Yeah. And, um, you know, I started to kind of wane a little bit. Also, I was in business with my ex 
uh, boyfriend, which didn't mm-hmm. help either. And so there was all <laughs> these kind of key factors that were yes. kind of playing into what was actually going on inside of me. Yeah. Now, yeah. also at the same time, I was still running my coaching business. Mm-hmm. And that was all still great. And so what I decided to do was put my focus there. And so that's what I was going to do. I was going to build this this coaching business. And I built it to like 2 million a year. Um, wow. And it was great and everything. But again, the, the motivation for me was just waning because my heart wasn't in the day-to-day-ness of, yes. number one, Amazon itself, you know, how it all works. And then mm. number two, um, what I had to do to build that business was like I was doing a webinar every month. I was doing Facebook ads. And then I just kind of shifted from the grind, I guess, from this mm. one to this one. Yeah. And I realized that the reason I started to be an entrepreneur in the first place was not to be freaking hustling and grinding and, and doing mm. all that stuff that I didn't want to do. It was actually to have freedom. Yeah. And so That's when right. that, yeah, when mm. I, that hit me like a ton of bricks and then I was like, oh shit, now what? Because I yeah. built this thing and I don't want it, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I also had a business partner who was in my coaching business as well. Yes. And so, and I also had a team that I'd built and then I felt responsible, right? Because I was the driver for everything. That's right. And I was like, I just, but I couldn't physically do it anymore. I just couldn't physically do it, which was a total departure from who I thought I was, right? I identified as someone who's, you know, figure shit out. I'm going to get shit done. I'm the driver. I'm the, you know, I motivate everyone else. Yeah. And then I was like, oh shit, what am I (laughs) going to do now? I've run out of gas. Yeah. I just ran out of gas. I did. I ran out of Mm -hmm. gas. And, you know, there was also physical changes going on, you know, I mean, you're a guy, Chris, but you know, as women, Mm. we go through changes and, you know, all that was kind of happening at the same time. Mm. And I think it was just like a ton of bricks. It was just like, okay, now you, you're going to have to just stop and do something. Did you have a midlife crisis? Is that what we're... I'd like to call it an awakening. Yeah, okay. Okay, good. Yeah, it was a total breakdown. It was like, what the... Yeah, it was like... (laughs) Yeah. Because... Yeah, it just, I felt like it wasn't me, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, it's not me. I don't get it. You know, I was very emotional and all these things. And it was, yeah. I was just like a mess. <laughs> you were a hot, hot mess. Yeah. So, yeah. Where, where, that story that you told in Bali at the collective uh, mm-hmm. around that crazy, the prize that you were awarded amongst all yeah. those men and all that stuff. Was, where did that fit into into the picture yeah. in terms of time frame? Was it around this time as well? Or it was around this time. Do you want time. to tell that story? Could you sort of? Yeah, I'll tell it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, probably told it a million times, but yeah, it's still worth. Yeah, telling. no, it's 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 it was a defining moment for me, right? So mm. I was still I was kind of feeling this way, but I thought, okay, I'm going to strategize my way out of this, right? It's obviously right. the strategy that's not right, and so. I hired a bunch of coaches, and one of the one of the coaches was this guy who was um, a billionaire. He'd, you know, built and sold eighteen businesses, and I'm like, okay, in different industries, and so and he'd done it the same way. And the carrot was a hundred million dollar business and plus, mm-hmm. with but an auto business, so one that you can step away from for five years, and the thing will run, you know, without you in it, which. All right. And it still grows, which is basically you're building up this amazing team so mm. that they do all the work and you can just sit, sit on your yacht and sip cocktails and stuff. And so I'm like, well, that's what I want. <laughs> Who's that? Yeah. But, oh, I have to do all this stuff to get there, right? So, yeah. yeah, so I landed at this conference and it was like a workshop, right? Very right. similar style to what we had in Bali, but, you know, mm. it was in the U.S. somewhere. But it was like me and like 20 other guys. So mm-hmm. I was just the only girl. He'd never worked with women before. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to put this, um, I guess, coaching program together. So he was kind of cobbling it together. Mm. Um, and he was very, very aggressive. I, that's the way. I, I mean, I liked mm. him as a person. Don't get me wrong. I thought he was, he's, he had, I could only say he had um, his best interests at heart, but the way he delivered it was like very very aggressive, very, yeah, very like alpha. Yeah. Alpha. Exactly. Right. Mm. And so he'd say things like, and this was at this workshop. So he said, 
okay, guys, what you need to do, you know, to get out there and, and actually you need to chase money like it's pussy, man. And you have a massive, massive hard on. And I was just <laughs> like, what? <laughs> right? wow. Even the guys, though, to be fair, were kind of looking at me and just, I don't right. think they felt comfortable, right? No. And uh, so, he, but he kept saying it and kept saying it. And mm. uh, and then he, then he says, and anyway, um, the, the, the person with the biggest hard on in this group right now is Kirsty. And I'm like, oh my God, where's this going? Right? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if I have to trip or something. What's going on? <laughs> and uh, so I said, can you come up here? I want to give you, I want to give you this award. And basically I'd achieved something in the business. And he's like, I want to give you this, uh, this, this award. It's called the Brass Balls Award. And so I was like, Okay. Oh my god. Yeah. (laughs) And um he literally has got these brass balls in his hand and he's like clinking them together and he plucks, you know, plonks them in like this velvet, but I've still I've got it at my other place. Yeah. And uh it's got like this gold sash and it's in like this velvet pouch. So they're hanging, it's hanging like a scrotum, literally. Yes. Yes. And then he wraps it around my waist and then he dangles it literally at that spot. And he's like, okay, right, Kirsty, get on that chair and swing it like a baller. And I'm like, okay. And so I do it. I'm like, well, I'm actually freaking doing it. So I'm there swinging this thing. And the guys are like, ha, ah, Like, just like, oh, my just, God. Uh, and at that point, yeah. yeah, it was like, what am I doing? What am I doing here? Like, this is the wrong group. It's the yeah. wrong place to be. Yeah. Um, and then when I came, kind of sat back from it, I was like, what was it he saw in me, right, that mm. felt like that was okay to do? And maybe he didn't see anything in me specifically, but I felt like I had this real masculine, alpha male energy about me that was kind of hanging on but holding me back, right? And I, this yeah. is the only way I can kind of describe it. And then when I actually, a month after that, I did an ayahuasca experience. So it's like a plant medicine experience. And I went through this whole journey there, which, you know, I won't go into the whole story, but basically mm-hmm. this guy was having a great time and his voice really got into my head. And I just started to have this kind of experience where he had to hear his voice and then I couldn't breathe. And then I had really dry mouth and then I would like be sick, right? I would vomit. And then wow. I would just go in this circle, this loop, and then I'd hear my grandma, who died like 20 years ago. She was Scottish, and she's like, Kirsty, Kirsty, don't worry him. Like, listen, listen to the voice. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is going, going on? on? Yeah. yeah. And so once I started to kind of listen, tune in a bit and listen, I guess, mm. and realize, I started to get this realization that I was in this energy of mm. doing, doing, grasping, chasing you know, and I kind of got this afterwards, but mm. really what I got was like this masculine thing inside mm. of me. Not to say that it's wrong and I'm not banging men or anything like that. I'm not, mm. I'm not, you know, that's not what I'm saying. But it's more just like this energy that, that I was using and, and calling upon that wasn't really the, tr- really truly who I was. And so that's the realization that I had. And then as I started to realize that, it kind of got, you know, a lot more calmer. Yeah. and clearer yeah and then there's a whole other journey that went on after that but basically that was the biggest thing for me was was that that I took away from it and so it was like those two events I guess together that kind of culminated in this this feeling that um okay I just need to stop the doing part I yeah. need to kind of figure out who I am what I really want and get get like in touch with who I actually am because I wasn't connected to myself at all I was really more connected to or chasing external goals. I mean, that's what yeah. I did for myself. That's what I did with other people in the, you know, in the coaching business was setting, you know, big financial goals, going after it. And there's mm. nothing wrong with that. But if that's the motivation, only the motivation, then it, it actually, over time, it wears you out because it's not enough. Yeah. Because, we're, you know, we're creative beings well, that's and right. And what what do you do when you've hit that goal? You know, what's next then? Exactly. You know? and, and yeah. yeah, and that's the kind of point I got to, especially you know, building the coaching business. Like, I got to that that goal, and then I was like, oh, yeah. now what? So I have to do the whole thing again. And then that, I guess that's why I was looking for these auto biz type strategies. But I was that's like, right. 
I don't want to build a company and a business to go, well, I don't want to build a company and, and, and build the livelihoods of people and invest my time, my energy in, into something that I actually don't want to build. And like I said, mm. in Bali, you know, it was like climbing a mountain that I just didn't want to climb anymore. Yeah. 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 So w- that was an evolution that happened. What what year were we talking now? That 20... was 20, 2020. It started in 2021. Um, and then at the end of 21 and then through 22 last year, mm-hmm. I was then like, okay, now figuring it out, like what am I? So it was like being in a dodgem car, right? It's like, boom, not that one, boom, not that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so what I ended up doing through this evolution was um, I ended amicably with my business partner, mm-hmm. which was great. And that what it really taught me actually as well was that I had this big kind of people-pleasing piece of me mm-hmm. that felt not only I needed to please people, but also being responsible for people. And so I had, what was worse was actually the thought of telling him versus the actual reality of it, right? And so, but I'd been doing that for a long time. I knew for a while that I just didn't want to be in that. Yeah. But I held myself back for, I would say, a good 12 months before I would actually have the conversation, right? So that was a big thing that I learned. But so I slowly started to let go of things. So I let go of that business partnership, but mm-hmm. then I took on the business. And then I was like a good couple of months in, I was like, okay, I don't want this coaching business as it stands. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of let go the product that we were selling and all of that. And I was like, okay, well, what do I really want to do? And I said, well, I want to go deeper with people because I know that mm-hmm. when I'm working with, with say Amazon sellers, um, it's not the step-by-step process, right? That fucks people up it's their mm. heads it's, it's what's going on in your heart and your mind and the patterns that we have and it's not you as a person it's the, the old patterns that we have that stop us along the journey it could hit someone at their first product like choosing their first product or yeah. it can hit someone where they hit five million and want to go to 10 or whatever right it's we still have these things so I wanted to help people with that journey yeah and so that's what I started to do specifically with Amazon sellers and then as I started to kind of work through that one of the key things for me, and we were just chatting about variety um, earlier, yeah. is that I actually just felt like I needed to break free from the specific specificness of the Amazon space yeah. and actually go wider and now um, really help people to bring out of them what they really want to be when they grow up, right? And like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's like, what what does that mean right now? Like what we, we really work on what's their unique genius. Everybody's got a unique genius inside of them. Mm. It's a, you know, it can be a, a combination of wants, dreams, skills, the, the love of something that you really, really want to do and that lights you up. And it might be just for right now, but bringing that to the light and letting go of all the patterns that might stop you from bringing that to the light and then saying, okay, well, now what are we going to do with this? Like, what are you going to create? And so then creating from that space and not from the space of fear, doubt, worry, you know, worrying that it's not going to work, all those things that kind of hold us back or the, I guess the patterns, even of society that tell us that, oh, well, that'll never work or, you know, there's no way you can make money doing that, all those things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the friends and family. I mean, it's all that, uh, you know, that influence that you do get from society, also from your family, from your friends, um, yeah. that can be very negative. And, uh, you know, as if you've grown up with that as well, it's a very difficult blockage to overcome. So, but you know yeah. you, in yourself that uh, it's so important to be truthful to, to who you are and what you really want to do. So it's awesome that you encourage and help people to do that now. Yeah. So, and yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's illuminating because it's, Every person is totally different and that's why it's really fun because yeah. there's a lot of variety in that. It's not um, specifically then saying, okay, well, now you need to, you know, do this VPPC campaign. Not that there's yeah. anything wrong with that. It's just that I'd kind of outgrown that, I guess. And so I was like, now I'm more about, um, okay, now what do you want to do, right? Because one thing that people say to me is, I really want to do this, but I don't want to do any social media. I don't want to do any TikTok <laughs> and I don't want to do da 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 and I'm like, that's cool. There's so many different ways to do what you want to do. It's just that we have this view of what we think we should do. Yes. And the truth is you can create in any way you want. And I just feel like sometimes, yes, there's, there's great things that we can do, courses and things like that. Yeah. But it puts you in a box 
and it kind of stops some of the creativity that we already have and we we can go out and collaborate with people that we never even thought we would collaborate with That's right. you know what i mean like you and i we're chatting now yeah. we didn't even know each other a couple of months ago That's right. right so yeah it just but now what I do is I say yes to things that light me up. Yeah. So that's why I came to Bali because if someone had said to me, we're doing this thing in Vegas, I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. Mm. But Bali, right? yeah. Because <laughs> Bali, I'm going. Because the energy yeah. is so much different. And also the energy that you guys create there. And I knew it was going to be with Regina. A, a specific type of energy yeah. um, versus, say, a big conference type thing of energy where in a it's, in a soulless yeah it's very spread out it's very diluted yeah, yeah. I mean it's there yeah uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah when you've got the intimacy and you've got the ability to be able to speak in a small group and have input and be able to help other people as well which is not something that happens as much at the bigger conferences um, for sure and what I loved about you being there as well was just the whole time you were just so genuinely fascinated interested curious about what you know, everybody was up to, you know, there wasn't a single mm. person that you didn't have a, a really in-depth conversation with. When we had one over breakfast and you were uh, having, yeah, look, you've unblocked a lot of pipes for me and, I'm, and I've been a lot more thoughtful about what it is, you know, sorry, I'm just talking me, me, me for a second, but, you know, I've been a lot more yeah, thoughtful yeah. about, um, you know, what what I want to achieve this year and even next year and uh, what what are the things that I'm looking forward to letting go of in, in terms of, you know, professional stuff um, mm. and, uh and what are the things I really want to focus on, you know, this sort of, you know, I think the, the focus of your talk to us was you, not how, right? So, yeah. and that's sort of where that's the, really the culmination of, you know, what, what you've been working on for the last few years and, and, yeah, realizing, totally. yeah, and helping others to understand yeah. that. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, when Regina asked me to, if I would come and, and originally I was still working with Amazon sellers, right? And mm. I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. And then I, I came back to her and I was like, you know, I've actually changed, but I would still love to come because I think this is going to be awesome for everyone. So I'm really glad that you guys saw that. Big time. And yeah, and I think the thing, because this helps everybody at every stage of the business. And so if you can tap into this, and, and basically the, the idea is, it's no massive revelation, <laughs> but is the fact that what we do as entrepreneurs and it's totally normal is that we're going, we're searching for the how, right? Yeah. We're searching, how am I going to do it? And even when, you know, when we were talking about bringing forth the unique genius, mm. the neck, the first question usually is, well, yeah, but how, how am I going to do that? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I need to find a step-by-step -step course to tell me that I need to do TikTok or whatever. Yeah. And so I guess what I want to do is like flip that on its head and say, yeah, the how is important. There's specific things that you need to do, right? There's a specific way to set up a PPC campaign yeah. on Amazon or whatever. Mm. But the real magic comes from you. And so when you can tap into your actual, listen to your actual true self mm. without the distractions, you know, without the people, without the patterns, and sometimes it takes a while. I mean, that's why it took me, a, it took me nearly a year to figure out the voices. Yeah, <laughs> right? to I'd understand them and listen. This voice mm. going, you can't do that and screaming at me. And then this other voice going, yeah, yeah, you know, you, you can. And it's distinguishing between what's fear and what is intuition, mm. that's right? Which can, yeah. take, can take a while because sometimes we, people talk about the gut feel, but the gut feel is almost like a physical thing and it can be fear because mm. you're like oh i don't want to do that right whereas the intuition part is coming from almost like it, for me it comes more from like you know the heart whether uh i guess it's almost like an exciting feeling yeah right yeah you know there's an adrenaline you know feeling where you get yeah if you're going to do a bungee jump yeah you're kind of scared but, <laughs> but excited. it's kind of cool at the same time yeah. yeah yeah um whereas the gut is more like it's yeah it's, it's more visceral right yeah. it's more oh I, I don't know about that so yeah. it's just kind of distinguishing between those voices mm. which sounds a bit crazy um but then really tapping into the voice that is the true you without any of those distractions yeah. around you you need that space um, to do that you don't you in, yeah, yeah space yeah. being so I really switched my day-to-day, -day, and it was excruciating. I can't tell you how excruciating it was for me. Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm saying if, if I can do it, anybody can do it mm. because I was so used to doing I was an achiever and I was a figure-outer. Mm. And so I had to completely 
I'm, a, I'm also an extreme person. So I'm like, okay, if I'm not going to do, I'm just going to be. Right? Yeah, okay. Because yeah. I, I had nothing left. Yeah. I was like, the doing thing's not working anymore. Mm. And so I just went, screw it. I'm going to do being. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that for two hours this afternoon. And I did. I just laid there and just like just went for it and I can oh, it's just laying there it sounds like you're doing nothing and you are doing nothing but you're actually then listening to yourself yeah. I had all these things that came up about what was you know what was stopping me I cried a lot I cried out things yeah um patterns you know it I can't even describe it and and so and then I thought that was because I felt better anyway I didn't <laughs> do anything else but I felt better yeah. I thought I'm just gonna do this now yeah right? it's like a fitness I'm just going to keep doing it. And so that's what I do now. I, I focus my mornings on the being. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I might it might be walking in nature, but no distractions, no podcasts, none of that. Yeah. Just no word by or... myself. Mm. Exactly. And not getting anyone getting in my head yeah. for the first part of the day. Get focused. And then I, I, I create from that space. Mm. So even recently... I was like, okay, well, I've got my one-to-one coaching, but I want to be able to, you know, work with people at a different, maybe at a different level and kind of introduce them to some of this stuff because they're not ready to jump in, right, yeah. to this one-to-one. And I, I, I still went down that track. Okay, I need to do a group program. It needs to be this amount. And <laughs> maybe it needs to be eight weeks and all this stuff. And I was like, stop, right, because I didn't want to do it. I had this visceral, I didn't want to do that. Yeah. It was going backwards. So then I just went for a walk and this idea came to me and I was like, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. Right. So, and having the courage, I think to do it and just see what happens. Whereas before I'd be so focused on my metrics and mm. is this going to happen? Da, 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 da. And, you know, it's a transition from having this machine, I guess, that works and brings in the cash yeah. to more experimental kind of, is it going to work or not? But also letting go of the attachment of the money being that's what I'm worth. Yeah, yeah. Right. So if someone doesn't want to work with me right now, or someone doesn't want to do it right now, or whatever, or they don't want to pay the money, it's nothing to do with me as a person. It's just their journey. It's just what they're, what, what's happening for them so that I don't get attached to the money as, as it's, it's what my work, my self worth is. That's and that right. has been one of the biggest lessons. Yeah. 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 Cause that, that's such, mm. such a huge trap, isn't it? you know, what your sort of financial worth is and then how that equates to your self-worth and really they're completely different things. So Totally, yeah, because totally. The, the, real, yeah. the real security is what I found. The real security comes with inside you, mm. right? Because it, like we said, you know, you get the money in the bank account. Do you feel any more secure? Like most of the time we're like, shit, it's going to go away. I need to make more. Yep. Right. Mm. And actually having worked with a couple of people that have sold their business, Mm. sold their Amazon business, um, that was their fear that they had this money in the bank, that it was going to all go away. Fritter fritter out. Yeah. 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 And so. Well, it it does when the tax department has a look at it. Right. But, you know, it's, you create, imagine you create from a position of fear of, oh my God, I'm not, I've got to get some money. Yeah. Versus a creation of what do I actually, what's the number one thing that I want to bring to the world that's going to light me up, Mm. that's going to nourish me and also help someone else. And so it's, that's kind of like the different energy. Now, don't get me wrong. I still go into that old energy, like I said, Mm. but now I'm aware of it and I'm able to kind of come back from there. Fantastic. What a journey. Yeah. What an absolutely amazing journey. (laughs) Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Kirsty, that. And I think, yeah. Sorry, I just like talking, right? But no, no, one of the great. things is um, I, I want, one thing that I struggled with and I'd love for people to kind of, I guess, get, if you like, is that we're always expanding. We're always growing. And so when the struggle happens, it's because we're not growing. It's we're keeping ourselves stuck. We're keeping ourselves small. And part of us, the true, our true self, mm-hmm. is wanting to expand but then the old patterns and everything are wanting to keep us safe. And we've all kind of been through yep. that, I guess, yep. in the Amazon space. Yeah, right? 100%. You know? Yeah, I know that feeling all too well. Yeah. yeah. So starting the business, we've all done it. And so 
for people listening, you've already experienced this growth, but it's not just that one time. And, and that's the thing for me that I guess was a big eye opener, mm. right? It was like, oh, I've made the transition now. I went from employee to entrepreneur, but I wasn't fully aware that this, this entrepreneur journey or this journey, even if it's not an entrepreneur journey, mm. is yeah. always changing yeah, for is. me. Yeah. And so it's like going, that's what flow is, right? It's like going with the flow mm. of what that journey is for you and actually just enjoying that journey. And so, you know, when people always say, you know, enjoy the journey, not the destination, it sounds really cliched, but it's actually, that's it's actually what true. I figured out. Yeah. It's actually true. It is. Yeah. So, the destination um, can be yeah. kind of, yeah, it's a bit scary, you know, and there's the potential for loss once you've got there, you know. Yeah, If, if, exactly if it's financial, right. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Thank yeah. you so much for sharing all of that. Yeah, no worries. How do we get in touch with you? I'm just conscious of the time. We've kind of run up to about yeah. 50 minutes. Um, yeah, yeah, no worries. It's <laughs> yeah. a long way. Um, but uh, so, yeah, how do we get in yeah, touch with you, you and how can we? On, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you can get me on Facebook, um, you know, Kirsty Verity yep. on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Kirsty Verity 40. And then also my email address is Kirsty at KirstyVerity.com. Yeah, so it's pretty simple. That's easy. Fantastic. Well, I'll put really? I'll put those contact details, some of those contact details, into the show notes. Yeah. Uh, I believe this is episode 145 of the Australian nice. Seller Podcast. So thank you so much for joining me on the 145th um, episode. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we've managed to get this far, but uh, no, it's been amazing. Cool. And thank you again so much for joining us at the Amazon Collective in Bali uh, a few months back. And um, yeah, oh, awesome. I can't. I'm really hoping that you can come back again. Um, next year when we do it do it all yeah. again and and help yeah. help well, as many people as we can together yeah and j- just so you know as well jf and i are actually coming back to sydney yes in november <gasps> yeah for sudden seller no actually no <laughs> i think i don't know when that day is but i think we're coming on the 10th or something or the 11th fantastic um yeah yeah so um he's doing some cool stuff with some self-defense stuff yes yes and it's a great chance for me to come back and see all my mates and see oh, brilliant. you guys. So, yeah, yeah, I'll jump on a plane. I'll come up and say hi for sure. Yeah, defo, defo. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> brilliant. Cool. Kirsty, that is such good news. Um, thanks so much for coming on the show again. It's been amazing. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All links and show notes for this episode can be found over at theaustralianseller.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or your favorite podcast platform. Sign up to my email over at theaustralianseller.com and I'll send you a note each time I publish a new podcast episode. Thanks so much again for listening.